2: I'm Jamie Markley. That's David Van Camp. There's Scott Robbins. Well, this is what we do. You try to make sense out of things that don't make sense, oftentimes, and just react to what's going on as any regular person would. This is a crazy morning, David. It really is. So
3: last night we got the word, yes, Donald Trump is going to be indicted or is under indictment for the classified documents thing where he took a bunch of documents from the White House, And the federal uh, government is saying you weren't supposed to do that. And then when we tried to recover the documents, you obstructed our investigation. And so we'll have to wait and see what the indictment actually reads. But this is one of those things that is extremely serious for Donald Trump. This is not the same thing as the Manhattan D.A., Alvin Bragg. This is a completely different ballgame. And, yeah, I mean, it's you can say, yeah, it's weaponization of the DOJ against a political rival of the current president. That's absolutely true. It is. Yes. But that doesn't mean that real consequences can't come out of it.
2: I understand that, but I'm still trying to figure out, okay, what documents are we even talking about? Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. I... And does it rise to that level? And most people that you talk to don't think so. Yeah. That it is just the Department of Justice, well, working for the left more than anything else is what we've seen. This is like the third time he's run that they've gotten involved in one way or another. Mm-hmm. And that's not the way the country is supposed to run. So there's certainly frustration there. But then there's the other bombshell that comes out. Yeah. So he's got a couple of lawyers,
3: uh, uh, Jim Trusty and John Rowley. And Jim Trusty was on the morning news shows today. Yes. But we're, <laughs> we got word a couple hours after he was defending Trump on the Today Show and Good Morning America and whatever. Uh, yeah, they're, they quit. His lawyers quit. Holy smokes.
4: But we don't know why. Yeah. Now, well, something say, happened after the show is correct. It had to have
3: been because they yeah. said, quote, now that the case has been filed in Miami, this is a logical moment for us to step aside and let others carry the cases through to completion. That doesn't make any sense because they knew it was going to be in Miami this morning when they were making the rounds on the on the morning shows.
2: So, so you think it was something that may have happened between Trump and the lawyers and they say, quit. We don't know that, but that's yeah. what you may guess. One, one of my guesses
3: is that they got to look at what the indictment says. And they said, we don't want a part of it. Maybe that, you know. Again, that's just my personal speculation because it is Damn remarkable. It. <laughs> but seriously, how remarkable is that that within a, a oh, couple man. of hours of being on, you know, Good Morning America, you you turn around and say, actually, no, never mind, I quit. That doesn't make any sense to me. You could probably get a couple of those Camp Lejeune lawyers. <laughs>
2: <Right>. <laughs> Have you been railroaded by the federal government? The government?
4: Call now. You may, you may be, be entitled, entitled to compensation. <laughs>
2: Well and we've got a clip of Trusty on yeah. Good Morning America.
3: Oh yeah, he was on Good Morning America today pointing out that this really looks like a politically motivated prosecution, which looks even worse because of the Biden bribery allegations that have surfaced now and the fact that Joe Biden himself stole classified documents when he was vice president.
5: Yes, you've got these investigations in Delaware that are a thousand times more serious by a sitting president who has authorized his DOJ to try to sink the candidacy of his prime opposition while that guy has unsecured documents that he stole out of a skiff dozens of years ago. So look, you know, we're not talking about some sort of favoritism. What are you talking about,
6: That is a ridiculous statement.
5: Uh, There's this issue. What? (laughs) Nice try. There's an issue that anyone that reads any newspapers would agree is a parallel track. Even Dick Durbin has commented about how this was an outrageous possession of classified material by Vice President at that point, Joe Biden. So that's what we're talking about. You can scoff and act like there's nothing to it, but the whole country knows the basic notion of unequal treatment and fairness, and that's what's at issue with this prosecution.
6: I think that is certainly what is at issue. We will see how it plays out. because I don't think you have the evidence to back up any of the charges you just made.
0: <laughs> that's just propaganda.
6: Well,
3: George got all is. upset, didn't he? What are you talking That's a ridiculous statement. No, it's not. What are you talking about? <laughs>
2: but it's still remarkable, and I hear that clip that the dude then quit. Yeah. But why? George hurt we his feelings. Know. I don't well, know. Well, here's what well, it wasn't here, bad.
3: Yeah. Here's what Trump put out on Truth Social about that. Uh, For purposes of fighting the greatest witch hunt of all time, now moving to the Florida courts, I will be represented by Todd Blanche Esquire and a firm to be named later. I want to thank Jim Trusty and John Rowley for their work, but they were up against a very dishonest, corrupt, evil, and sick group of people, the likes of which has not been seen before. We will be announcing additional lawyers in the coming days. That's what he put out.
2: Uh, Hold on a second, then. That sounds like uh, they quit because it was getting really tough. Yeah. Isn't that what it sounds like? Am I hearing they, this wrong? It sounds like, you know, they were up against this, and that's yeah. why they're gone. They they just what? I right. Weren't up for the fight? It didn't sound like that a couple hours ago. Yeah. Again, I, I
3: I my gut feeling, and I could be wrong, but my gut feeling is that they got some more information about what that
4: indictment says, and they quit. David. <laughs> Who knows, man? It's crazy. That's the only thing that makes any sense to me, David. only what? thing that makes any sense to me, that they got, they got some information they didn't have before and went, well, we can't – we way out of our depth here. Can't okay. Do All right.
2: And see, the first thing that I thought was Trump talked to him after that and somehow ticked him off, and then that's why they quit. Mm-hmm. And I don't know that. I'm just telling you that's my gut reaction. And that comes from – remember the first White House press secretary – no, sean spicer he would get done you know with his briefing and taking questions and he would go immediately from there into a room with trump and trump would critique his performance yeah <laughs> wow you remember the reports of that oh, It yes. was like oh no one wanted that gig at all so that's what makes me think did he tell the lawyers here where you screwed up and they're like you know what i don't need this
4: forget it Maybe. Spicer's probably living in a cabin somewhere in the woods with no electricity now. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and again, it's all... We're speculating. It's like anybody would do trying to figure out exactly what went down there because you don't know. James! No, I'm just saying it, it could be it. You, yeah, you, know. you never know. My initial thought when all of this was breaking late yesterday was, man, here it is. We have, you know, the House Intel Committee... That was able to see this form are telling people, hey, this check from a foreign country and it, by all appearances, it was Burisma, who Hunter Biden worked for from Ukraine. The check for five million dollars wasn't written to Hunter Biden. It was written to Joe himself. Yeah. So this is breaking all over the place. It's like an hour later. Yep. Trump's going to be indicted. Yep. And I'm like, yep. And there we go again. Mm-hmm. Here's the distraction again. It happens all the time. So you have a clip about Biden laughing this yeah. off?
3: Yeah, Biden was asked about the bribery allegation that is coming more and more into focus every single day, and he made a little joke, which could, and if I thought we actually had a fair justice system, I would i would say will, but could wind up living in infamy alongside Richard Nixon's I'm not a crook. Okay.
7: Where's the money? I'm joking. Mr. President, I President- 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 try to talk to a bunch of malarkey.
4: Busting out the old malarkey line. Mm-hmm. And where's the money? Yeah. Hmm. Anybody want to take that bait and run with it? <laughs> right. Yeah. Cayman Islands, I think. Yes. Yeah. Under one of those hundreds of LLCs they had built. Did well. you see that list of LLCs? Holy smokes. There are at least 30 of them on there.
2: And then checks were going to yeah. Biden family members. And wash, from the LLCs through the
4: LLCs. Yes.
2: Okay. But legacy media has no interest in that. No. And, of course, we know this because they're propaganda machines. Mm-hmm.
4: Marjorie Taylor Green gave them the names of the LLCs.
2: It's wild.
4: It is. And and you know,
2: in some ways Trump gets indicted. And you're like, well, this is something we expected, right? And at the same time you take a step back for a second and you ask yourself, What the is going on in our country? Things we've never seen before. Not to mention all the social aspects and what they're trying to do with kids. That's a separate issue, but just as far as who can run for president and what's going to happen if people are threatened to be exposed, it's crazy, mm-hmm. and trying to make sense of this is – it's full-time gig at least. Yeah, you know, well, too, then-
4: If there is a Republican-controlled Congress, Senate, presidency, whatever, moving forward, you cross the Rubicon on this one, and I guess the hammer will have to come down on your end then. Then we're going to have this litigation nonsense going on indefinitely. Because what they're going to want their pound of flesh, and I don't blame them. They're going to want to go after Joe hard. Well, dude, some, okay, I know that if this was
2: five years ago, a lot of people would think you were nuts. But now it's just the truth. Something has to be done about the deep state. I agree. Someone has to break that thing up. And who is that going to be? And unless that happens, we are still
4: heading down the wrong path. We're going down. I mean, I'm waiting for the first Republican to step up and go first day in office. I got the DOJ. We start all over again. That's what it's going to be. I'm not doing this. We're not playing this game anymore. We're done. All those people are gone. All of them. Well, and I mean, I'm not trying to go doomsday here
2: on this Friday, but the left has infiltrated all of the institutions. This has been a decades-long effort, and we're just seeing the sort of fruition of it right now. Oh, yeah, well. When you're talking about education... (laughs) And the universities and media and the Justice Department. I, I mean, dude, there's a lot of work to be done. But just trying to make sense of this today. And on top of it all, you think you're in for this fight. And then Trump's lawyers quit trying to figure out exactly why. Mm-hmm. Okay. So more on that a little bit later. Um, we know it's Pride Month. <laughs> really? Uh,
7: yeah. I huh. haven't heard. Did you forget? I, I haven't heard. seen I've, it everywhere.
4: I've seen nothing. Huh. No. Weird.
2: Okay. Um for a lot of people, this is a disappointing story with this pitcher from the Blue Jays. Yeah, Toronto Blue
3: Jays pitcher Anthony Bass got attacked last week for sharing a video that ran counter to the Alphabet Mafia. The video claimed there was uh, biblical support for boycotting businesses like Bud Light over their promotion of transgenderism, and so he shared it. Uh, While well, he got you know attacked relentlessly by his own team. By Major League Baseball, which again, Scott, remember, Major League Baseball hates, hates you, I know. hates your God, <laughs> hates your religion, hates your worldview, right. hates you personally. <laughs> anyway, Anthony Bass came out and had this weird hostage tape, you know, apology and said he was seeking the resources provided to him to better educate himself. Well, he met with the executive director of Pride Toronto, and then he told the media yesterday, moving forward, I will definitely know better than to post my personal beliefs on my social media platforms. The communists are making their move, man, all over the place. That's so sad, man. They're, they're also having him catch the ceremonial first pitch tonight as they're doing the Pride Night stuff uh, from an activist named Leslie Lee Kam, who claims to have many identities living inside of her body. Here's a portion of a video that's from her website.
8: Okay. And my many identities. So I identify as gender mysterious. And I am a world majority because the majority of people in the world are people of color. And differently abled. Mm -hmm. And I am a queer d***. So that is a Mm -hmm. little bit about me. I'm intersectional and we have many identities each one of us so my pronouns are oh boy gender mysterious
2: mysterious yeah you know what that means for the first pitch to this blue jays player oh, what's that He's going to get crossed up. He's not going to know what's coming. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. I mean, he might he might put the deuce down and think the curve's coming, and he's going to get a screwball. The As a matter of fact, I'm certain he's going to get the screwball. <laughs> yeah, maybe the knuckle Scrooge in the dirt. Maybe that'd be my guess. Okay, much more to get to. Um, Muslim children are white supremacists. Can't wait to hear that story straight ahead right here. <laughs> All right. Markley Van Camp and Robbins show Jamie Markley David Van Camp Scott Robbins all right more on the Trump indictment coming up in just about 10 minutes another story here Muslim children are white supremacists yeah. this is breaking news
3: now, yeah, right it's amazing isn't it uh, we mentioned this earlier in the week that uh, Muslim community members in Montgomery County Maryland are speaking out against LGBTQ LMNOP, Boron, Epsilon, whatever uh, <laughs> propaganda That's being put out in schools and at a uh, city council, or I'm sorry, a county council meeting, a bunch of kids from Muslim families spoke saying, hey, we'd like to be able to opt out of this curriculum. We don't want to take part in it. It is contrary to our religious beliefs. And I thought Mm -hmm. all the kids there that showed up were very, very, you know, well behaved, even tempered, just saying this, you know, I, I think everybody has a right to live how they see fit, but I don't want to be a part of this. I I have no interest in being
2: a part of this. Well, I just, saw the video, yes. Yeah. To your point, I mean, it wasn't like, oh, th- this is hate. Th- no, they're just saying, no, this doesn't align with our beliefs. We don't want our kids in that.
3: Yeah. Right. And Fair and enough. Well, that just won't do, according to uh, Kristen Mink, a former teacher and current county council member, who said those children are siding with the white supremacists.
2: Oh, my goodness.
1: This issue has unfortunately put, it does put, uh, some, and not all, of course, but some Muslim families on the same side of an issue as white supremacists and outright bigots and, you know, there are, however, the the uh, the folks who I've talked to here today, I would not put in the same category as those folks, although, you know, it's again complicated because they're falling on the same side of this particular issue.
3: Yeah, they're yeah. saying. I'm not, I'm not calling you a white supremacist, but I'm calling you a white supremacist. Right.
5: Really?
2: Because you don't want your kids indoctrinated in the trans ideology. That makes you a white supremacist by that sort of reasoning. Is that what I'm to get? Yeah, but it also doesn't make any sense because what does race have
3: to do with any of this? I'm just going to say that, it, right? N- none it, of it, and the people who are shouting most loudly about gay rights and we got to have the porn in schools and all that—most of them are white. You want to look yes. at white supremacy? You saw it during the protest earlier this week. It was mostly white people screaming at Muslim parents.
2: Yes, but what they have done as far as the media and the left—the the worst evil out there is white supremacy. Okay, that's the worst evil. That's what we've heard time and time and time again. So any time you have, say, a black person who has conservative views, well, they're a tool of white supremacy. Mm -hmm. If you're a Muslim family that doesn't want your kids indoctrinated by the alphabet mafia, you're part of white supremacy. The easiest thing to say to that lunatic is, well, you're on the side side of child molesters. Because you are. That's what it is. Mm You're on the side of the pedos. Congratulations. Good for you. Now get out of here, freak. Next. Because that's what that is. We're going to protect our kids. You're not going to get to them. But that's worth fighting for, man. Saw this on a lighter note. How many Americans have a negative view now of tipping?
4: Because I would say if yeah. this was like five years ago, on oh, tipping, it's fine, whatever. Yeah, it's a whole different world now, though. What would you guess? 23%. Have uh, a negative view? Yeah.
2: Forty percent, sixty-six
4: percent. Oh my, oh, buddy! Well, people
2: are tired of like all the pressure. Do you want to leave a tip? Do you want to leave a tip? There mm-hmm. used to be just a tip jar.
4: Now there's pressure. People don't like that. And they hand me my food when I order and want a tip for it. What? <laughs> More on the Trump indictment next. All
2: right, the Markley Van Camp and Robbins show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Okay, trying to make sense of this today with Donald Trump. And what's happened with his lawyers after the indictment and after the lawyers are on the morning news shows? They quit. Yeah. Yeah, that was a
3: very weird uh, turn of events. Uh, we learned about it just before coming on the air today, that just hours after they were defending the president and vowing to fight against <clears throat> this obvious, obviously politically motivated prosecution, they they quit. <laughs> they just said, no, the case was moved to Miami, so we're not going to do it uh, in Miami. I, I, that doesn't really make a lot of sense to me. I'd love to know what was really going on behind the scenes.
2: Uh, we just don't know. Yeah. Okay. And you've laid this out because I think a lot of people today, David, are looking at this story like, okay, it's another indictment for Trump. You knew these were going to come down. There's probably, there might be another two or three. Who mm-hmm. knows? It's just all part of it. But you're saying this one is a little different.
3: This does seem a little different. I mean, remember, this is why this case is uh, is why the feds raided Mar-a-Lago all those months ago. Um, and I, I just don't think if they're not serious about really going after and throwing everything they can against Donald Trump, they're not doing that raid and they're not doing this indictment. Um, and these types of charges are brought fairly regularly and have a pretty high success rate uh again does it always result in prison time no but you know a lot of times like david petraeus for example a very famous example of this uh where he <laughs> shared classified information with his mistress who's writing a book about him mm-hmm. had it all hidden in his house and whatnot um i mean he he didn't go to prison for that he was convicted, but. um so I, you know, again, I do. I think Donald Trump is going to wind up just spending time in prison. No, do I think there's a good chance that he's going to be found guilty and convicted of the charges, whatever they are, against him? Yeah, I think that I think there's a pretty good chance of that. Um,
4: How I don't does this think play out, this out this with the election? How does it play yeah, out? i was just going to ask that
3: in the primary. Well. I mean, this is, this is where I think it gets very, very uncomfortable for Trump world moving forward. So uh, any trial isn't going to happen, uh, I mean, probably for another, at least another year, if not longer, okay. um, because of all the different... I remember the Alvin Bragg indictment, which is a fairly simple case compared to this one, that's not going to start uh, jury selection until, what, March of next year? So this case will not be resolved by the time the 2024 election is being conducted. Um, I mean, it, maybe it'll go to trial then. At any rate, it is going to massively complicate a presidential run because you're limited as to what you can say. You're limited as to how you can campaign. And you've got to oh show up in court. you got to do all these things. And then you're running in a general election, and it's a tailor-made campaign ad for Joe Biden or whoever else the Democrats put out there to run for president. Hey, by the way, this guy's under federal indictment because you can't be trusted with classified documents. That's how they're going to spin it. And so it's a problem. It's okay. a huge problem politically for him.
2: All right. How many people, let's say whether it's just conservatives or in Trump world, knew it would be this serious? It seems to have taken a different tone. In other words, earlier this week, I think we knew an indictment was coming down. Mm -hmm. But now that it's happened and the reaction to it seems far worse than what I think people anticipated, say, three days ago. Yeah. Do you think that's fair? I think so. Like like there is an understanding to it now how bad this is for Trump?
3: Yeah, I think so. And I I think really one of the big differences is that you know that there are different prosecutors wanting to throw anything they can against him. You got Alvin Bragg and we all know yes. that's a joke of a case. We all know that. Yes. But you got to remember this this is kind of this is the most serious of all of the pending cases against him. I know there's a grand jury in Georgia going after him for uh, right. like election denialism or whatever. That one is nothing compared to this one just because it is much easier to convict. For whatever it is that they're going to be charging him. When you say, hey, look, you, you improperly handled uh classified information, and then when we asked for that information, you didn't give it to us. You hid it from us. That's what they're that's what the feds are alleging right now.
2: And that's that, what they're gonna say the difference is with Biden, oh, he cooperated. Right. And oh
3: my goodness, That's a pretty historically easy case to take to trial and get a conviction on. <laughs>
2: Except Biden was saying, oh, I, you got everything. Well, no, they didn't. Yeah. They just kept finding more stuff. So he gets to claim because, what, he's old and senile and he can't remember? that I, He's fine. No problem there. Can't remember where the
4: remote is. What's your reaction to this, Scott? I agree with David. I mean, I do think, I, 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 here's the thing. I see this as one of two ways here. One is this is deeper than anything else that he's dealt with, and it could implicate him and could, in fact, turn into something much greater. I'll go with that. There's also a side of me that says this is exactly what the Democrats want to do. They want to stir up the fervor and and make sure that he's locked in as the nominee for the Republican Party, and then really pile on and then try to get some sort of conviction. Okay. So that I make
2: sure that I'm understanding? Would you still say... What they have, this is still a witch hunt. It's just they have something that they can actually use. There seems to be traction to find here. him yeah. guilty. Yes. yes. Okay,
4: I would agree with David on that one. Although we've been down this road several times, this one does seem to have more what gravitas.
2: Oh, okay, yeah. I don't know, man. It's hard for me just to get beyond. It's it's a whole lot of no, nonsense. No, I understand again the way the FBI puts all the documents out and then takes the yeah. photo and then. The media misleads the entire country saying, look, this is the way Sort Trump just left his documents laying around. Which, you know, of course, then he would say, I'm very neat. <laughs> you know, that sort of thing. It's Like, this is all nonsense. What's going on? But yeah, obviously, they know the law. And something we'll get into a little bit later is there are some people that think what the best play for Trump is right now is something he won't do. Um, but yeah, we'll get to that coming up in just a bit. Don't know if you heard last night, Tucker Carlson had another show on Twitter. Yeah, I saw it. Um, What was that, 12 minutes, 13 minutes, something like that? Yeah, about that. One of the things he was talking about was what we're seeing right now with the hard push towards kids on the trans ideology. And he made a, a really good point, I thought, in bringing up what used to be a social taboo sort of in this country, and how it's sort of
8: changed over time. One by one, with increasing speed, our old taboos have been struck down. Those that remain have lost their moral force. Stealing, flaunting your wealth, striking women, smoking marijuana on the street, shameless public hypocrisy, taking other people's money for not working. All of these things used to be considered unacceptable in America, not anymore. Okay, just stop there for a second. When I heard that, I thought of you, Scott, saying people that did not want to be
2: on welfare years and years and years ago that people would say that's deadbeat
4: right they were yeah they and again right or wrong or otherwise right that's what they were
8: deemed yes yes he goes on so it probably shouldn't surprise us that the greatest taboo of all is teetering on the edge of acceptability child molestation a generation ago talking to someone else's children about sex was widely considered grounds for a thrashing touching them sexually was effectively a death penalty offense.
2: Yes. He, and then he talks about Jeffrey Dahmer and how he died. Oh, yeah. You know, and then says, and then think about Kyle Rittenhouse. And he, shoot, he shoots a child molester. And the
8: media takes the side of the child molester. Anyway, and he picks it up from there. One of the things that this tells us, is the people who run our country no longer see child molesters as the worst among us. It's never been more obvious than it was yesterday when the Wall Street Journal ran a long expose about kitty porn on Instagram. Instagram, the journal found, quote, helps connect and promote a vast network of accounts openly devoted to the commission and purchase of underage sex content. Okay, time out for a second. Remember two
2: days ago, <clears throat> talking about that Wall Street Journal story? Yeah. We're like th- this is crazy. Yeah, legacy media doesn't pick it
8: up at all. Yeah, and so yesterday we're like, "Are you kidding me? That's not a big story." You got to be joking. Instagram connects pedophiles and connects them to content sellers of child pornography. In one instance, the paper discovered that Instagram was recommending the phrase "incest toddlers" to users who'd expressed interest in similar material.
2: That's enough for now.
8: That's where we're at right now.
2: And so you. Yeah, <laughs> You're trying to educate people all the time because half the country doesn't even know it because they get all their news from these sources like NBC and CNN. It's We got a lot of work to do, put it that way. Mm-hmm. I'm glad to see Tucker back up because his voice though. has been missed. Yeah. At, at least in my opinion. Yeah, so, I was
4: physically ill after watching this last night. Oh my goodness, dude! Like, oh my God, no, no doubt.
2: All right, you know what it's that time for? Yep. Actually, let's go. running a little late. Do this every day. Go around the table. It may not be the biggest story out there today, but it did catch your attention today, David. What's your story?
3: Well, I just feel like the the tide is really turning with the whole gender identity extremism that we've seen on display. I do too. I do too. Uh, P.R.R.I. put a lot of time and money into a uh, polling effort to judge people's attitudes on this radical gender ideology. And it's backfiring part of it's because it's just shrill and nonsensical. Only so many times you can start screaming at people. You want kids to kill themselves before they start realizing that you're just a (laughs) lunatic in a dress. Um, Now, in the past several years, views have shifted on gender identities. Check this out. Twenty twenty one. Nearly 6 in 10 Americans said there are only two genders. Okay, Okay. not as high as I would hope it would be, but that's where it was. In 2022, that number went up to 62%. This year now, 65% saying there are only two genders.
2: And if I'm to understand it, that might not seem like a lot, but really, for people that do these studies all the time, that's a big number.
3: That's a massive shift in just two years or three years.
2: Yeah. They're seeing it for what it is. And there are enough people out there to speak truth, to stand up to this, to say, hold on a second. This is the only sort of, quote, dysphoria we treat this way. This is absolute madness that's going on. All right, Scott, what's your story?
4: Uh, My story involves a guy by the name of Alan Nichols, had a history of depression, other medical issues, but none of these were life-threatening, fortunately. But the 61-year-old Canadian was hospitalized in June of 2019 over fears he might just be suicidal. He asked his brother to bust him out as soon as possible. Well, within a month, Nichols submitted a request to be euthanized. Canada obliged. He was skilled, despite concerns raised by his family and a nurse practitioner. His application for euthanasia, by the way, listed only one health condition as the reason he wanted to die, hearing loss. I don't even know what to say about this anymore. In Canada, you can just go in and go, yeah, I lost my hair and kill me. Okay. Yep.
2: Wow, man. Okay, you know what? I had a different story for what's your story. I'm just going to switch it up. Uh, Darius Rucker, <laughs> sometimes still known as Hootie. You're laughing, David. <laughs> well, I know. Why are you I laughing? like,
3: you know what? There's a lot of sadness in the world. Let's try to talk about something good.
2: <laughs> yes, my gosh, man. Uh, we don't need another one, okay? There, uh, your favorite Hootie
4: song, David. It is my favorite song. Well, Remix with Robbins in the backing vocal. I like this was The guy with the deep voice actually had a hit record.
2: (laughs) The Hootie days Darius Rucker has raised over $3.6 million for St. Jude Children's Hospital. He does a Darius and Friends benefit concert, golf tournament, and online auction. He's done this every year. And earlier this week raised an all time high of $560,000. Wow. People thought his career was over after Hootie.
4: No, 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 no.
2: Went to country. Still mm-hmm. doing
4: great. Well, that Raising golf, golf tournament's a big deal. There's a lot of, a lot of heavyweights that play in that thing. Absolutely, it's a really cool thing. Yeah, it is.
2: Yes, it's not Saudi backed yet. <laughs>
3: yet, <Yeah,
2: yeah. laughs> I, I don't think it's going to. Okay, Darius is going to stand up against that. All right. Um, wow. There's something that Donald Trump and Ron DeSantis stand together on. You know what that is? It's next right here. Right. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Well, when Joe Biden was vice president, he allegedly accepted a five million dollar bribe uh, from Burisma. Mm-hmm. Remember, his son Hunter was paid a million dollars to sit on its board. Yeah, that allegation contained in that FD20 or 1023 form that the FBI created based on an interview that they had had with an FBI confidential human source in 2020. We don't need to pay attention to that today, though. Trump's indicted orange
3: man bad. Yeah, I mean, I I know this whole bribery thing sounds rather odd, right? But, I mean, Trump stored classified material in the wrong closet. Yes. (laughs) So here we go. (laughs) It's
2: unbelievable, man. I mentioned that there's one thing that Trump and Ron DeSantis will agree on. This was a Daily Wire story. It said there won't be any debate between... Former President Donald Trump and Florida Governor Ron DeSantis, at least when it comes to the Daily Wire's explosive undercover investigation into transgender health care providers' dubious practices. Talking about what you brought up the other day with Matt Walsh, David. Oh, yeah, where well, he had a
3: producer uh, contact an organization called Plume. This is a large so-called trans telehealth company. Um, and within just 22 minutes, uh Matt Walsh's producer was able to get a letter saying that he has gender dysphoria and a surgeon or should be available to cut
2: off his twigs and berries.
4: Twenty-two minutes. Yeah, that's all. all It takes. Uh,
2: And not only that, also said, "Well, I haven't had the gender dysphoria for six months." Yeah, six months at a time. Yeah, yeah, it's on and off. Yeah, kind of go back and forth.
4: Twenty-two minutes.
2: Yes. Mm -hmm. If you remember, then after the letter was sent. And he gets it, and then he says, hey, by the way, I don't feel like a woman anymore. Sound like Shania Twain right now. (laughs) Anyway, uh, can I still keep the letter? They didn't tell him he couldn't keep the letter. (laughs) It's unreal. So in this story, it says both Trump and DeSantis expressed outrage at this entire thing. And spokespeople for both said they would fight the radical transgender craze from the White House. Trump spokesperson said it's shocking and deeply disturbing. Trump will end this evil malpractice in our medical industry and fight back against radical transgender ideology permeating every American institution.
4: And, man, it certainly is. you got to wait a half hour at the vet's office to get your dog fixed.
2: <laughs> you know what? It probably would take longer. It, did, it would!
7: Absolutely it would! <laughs> Have you ever done this?
2: Yes! <laughs> It was
8: unreal. Golly.
2: Yeah, if you have time, I mean, you can see part of that call with the person that was working for Walsh. It's crazy. This is the Mark McMahon Camp, The Robert Show.
0: Are you ready?
2: Jamie Markley,
1: David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins.
0: We just become best friends. Yep.
1: Making sense of it all.
0: Oh, I
1: get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show.
2: The Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. Thank you so much for being here. I'm Jamie Markley. That's David Van Camp. There's Scott Robbins. Well, it's what we do, try to figure things out, try to make sense of it. Uh, There's a lot of things today. It's a challenge, but I think we're getting somewhere. Yeah. So there's a lot of things to tackle. Let's start with the Trump indictment.
3: Yeah. So Donald Trump is under indictment related to the classified documents that he had at Mar-a-Lago after he left the White House. Uh, Apparently, there is a transcript out there of a tape where he talks explicitly about not having not not being able to technically have whatever document that he was talking about with Iran. Okay, Um, And so prosecutors are going to throw the book at him. They're going to do it. Uh, Trump is in a is in a lot of trouble today. Um, And I think it's completely unjust what they're doing. Uh, it is just for all the people who were whining about norms being violated, (laughs) dude, really? We're going to, we're going to go down this road. I don't, I don't think this is a chapter of American history that the left is ready to open just yet, but they're going to do it because they've spent the last eight years hyperventilating about Donald Trump.
2: Well, not only that, but because they have the media to do whatever it is they want them to do and they control the media. You've got still a large percentage of people in the United States that think Russia collusion was real Yeah, with the 2016 election. I mean, that's crazy. Yeah, it is. But you think about all of the lies that, I mean, and the FBI knew it, the CIA knew it, but they carried through with it. And, of course, we all know this. There is a, millions of people in the United States that don't know that, that think there was really something to
4: it. That Trump colluded with the Russians to well, steal the 2016 election. It's nuts, man. And the P-tape and everything else. Sure. But I yeah. really think the Trump campaign should put together like a highlight reel of idiot Democrats and just call it the D-tape and release it. <laughs> <laughs> be easy to do. It would be. It'd take like a half an hour, yeah.
2: So it brings us to today with this indictment. And I got to tell you, man, uh, before we started you know, preparing for the show today, to me it's like, okay, you knew this was going to come down it's a lot of nonsense and as i'm sitting here right now it seems to me and you've convinced me david that trump is in more trouble than i would have thought he would be in to be honest yeah and jonathan turley lays out that case yeah i think so
3: jonathan turley's a legal expert with george washington university contributes to fox news uh, and he's defended trump a lot with these politically motivated criminal investigations into donald trump but now that the feds have indicted trump Related to the classified documents case, I think Turley uh, lays out a pretty good argument for why this is a a bigger problem than any of the other potential problems that Trump is facing in the courtroom. Uh, And his whole point is this is completely different, substantively, from the stupid uh, prosecution led by the Manhattan DA Alvin
0: Bragg.
2: All right, let's check it out. There's
0: a lot of torpedoes in the water, but this is the one uh, that some of us have been flagging for a long time. It is a serious threat. Obstruction of justice, false statements are called the darlings of federal prosecutors. They bring these charges all the time, uh, and they're largely successful. The Alvin Bragg prosecution is a political prosecution. It is what Trump says it is. It is a weaponization of the criminal justice system, in my view. This is a different ballgame.
2: Okay. So I'm guessing you could say it can be both. I mean, <laughs> it's, it's sort of a witch hunt, but there's enough there that they think they can win on. Yeah. As far as a guilty verdict. Oh, yeah. And, and I
3: mean, for all the people out there, and I agree with you who are saying, well, wait a minute, uh, you know, the Hillary Clinton email thing from all those yes. years ago. That was substantively worse than what it is that Donald Trump is accused of. I agree with you on that. It is. She did not have the authority to uh, possess classified documents or declassify anything and left it open, left this email server open to hostile foreign governments. That was laid out years ago. Mm -hmm. The outrageous thing to me is that she was never prosecuted for that and Donald Trump is. That being said, is being prosecuted for it. That being said, if they're going to these lengths for an indictment, it means they can they're pretty sure they can win this case and they win these types of cases a lot.
2: Okay. Is there a case to be made that even if they don't win the case, they damage him enough throughout the campaign oh, yeah. and into 2024 that they still get what they want. Which is basically Trump out of the picture and the left remaining in power. Yeah. Because, I mean, dude, there's no denying there is a deep state. Mm -hmm. And it's looking out for the left. I mean, you look at what happened in 2016 and then in 2020 and everything that the FBI, the CIA, um, you know, Getting their tentacles into social media and the way they controlled Twitter and the way they buried the Hunter Biden laptop story and lied about it and said this has all the earmarks of, you know, Russian disinformation, all that nonsense. We all know this. A lot of people in the country don't. Mm -hmm. But that's what the whole thing is about. Wow, man. So and someone made a suggestion of what Trump should do right now. It's not going to happen. But this is an interesting. Yeah. Sort of. I don't know, a suggestion? Uh, yeah,
3: I thought it was an interesting take. And, and to me, again, yeah, Trump is never going to do this. But the basic idea is that right now you've got prosecutors all over the country, like you just said, who are playing the accuracy by volume game, mm-hmm. put enough indictments out there to where even if they don't get a conviction, it damages him enough for a general election yes. so that he will lose. Um, So the suggestion to Trump was you should drop out of the presidential race and support whoever it is because the best chance you have of not going to prison is to have a Republican president who's going to give you a pardon.
2: Okay, hold that thought. All right, because we got to dive more into that in just a bit. But switching gears to something else that I think, at least to me, is a totally different story but part of this conversation And the timing of everything, as this indictment comes down, is what also happened yesterday. And you can read this in a lot of conservative spots. Daily Wire had the alleged $5 million check to Biden was from the Ukrainian natural gas company Burisma. So you got people on the House Intel Committee that was able to see the FD-1023 form that the FBI created, Based on an interview they conducted with an FBI confidential human source in June 2020 that's been consistently reviewed by the FBI and is found to be highly credible. And in that, I mean, it wasn't just a check to Hunter Biden, but to Joe Biden for five million dollars. And Burisma was where Hunter Biden was on the board for a million dollars a year, although he had no experience in that field. That is a huge story. It's nowhere Yep. outside of conservative media. Nowhere. And you think about how many Democratic voters are out there saying, hey, you know what, I've been hearing more and more about this Robert F. Kennedy Jr. that he's polling. Well, I I never hear from this guy. Shouldn't there be some sort of debate? Because we know just from polling, (laughs) even Democratic voters are like, Biden, the guy, he's too old. He's out of his mind. There should be somebody else. But it's about keeping power. Mm Mm-hmm. It's so frustrating to watch all of this. And I think there are more and more people on the left that are getting frustrated. As Biden stumbles around day after day after oh, yeah. day saying $5 nonsense. Million dollars. Yes. Holy smokes. And that's just scratching the surface. Speaking yeah. of Biden, you know what? And there are people turning on him and more and more should when he's talking about the whole trans kids issue. Yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, th- this is disgusting.
3: Yeah, Joe Biden really likes the idea of giving sex changes to kids. He was asked about multiple states moving to ban sex changes for kids, and here's what he said.
2: Okay. Now, just to be clear, this is the same Joe Biden, devout Catholic. Yes. Joe Biden. Yeah. Okay.
7: As president, I was proud to end the ban on transgender troops in our military, signed the Respect for Marriage Act, strengthen the civil rights protections for LBG, LBGT Gee, americans please. and advance lgbt human rights around the globe but our fight is far far from over because we have some hysterical and i would argue prejudice people who are engaged in all what you see going on around the country it's uh it's an appeal to fear and it's appeal that is totally, thoroughly unjustified and ugly.
2: Unjustified and ugly. Yep. Hysterical. To want to protect kids when you've got some little girl, 12 years old, that's confused because she's seen all these friends on social media say that they're a boy and she's not quite sure. And... She liked to do tomboy things when she was younger, and now she's totally confused, and she's thinking about taking puberty blockers, which would, well, render her childless throughout her life. When we know that at least 80% and sometimes higher of anyone with gender dysphoria, by the time they're 18, no longer has it, and you're saying those people are hysterical? You've turned into an awful human being when you do something like that. When you're a leader and you take those talking points and you go out and
4: spread that and continue to say what a devout Catholic you are, you should be ashamed of yourself. He's not. Of course he's not. The Biden crime family's been in operation for a long, long time. You don't you don't just listen to what someone says,
2: you watch what they do. And from his actions he tells you everything you need to know. He's a terrible person. Okay. What's the story about a reporter telling a radio host they love him? Oh, oh. I, I I I like this story a
3: lot. I don't Re- know this
2: story. I'm looking forward to this. So I don't know the what it reporter is.
3: for Real Clear Politics was doing an interview on WMAL in Washington, D.C. and had a little screw-up on the air as he was signing off. This is
2: Philip Wegman. Philip Wegman? Yeah. All right. Go ahead. Philip, roll it. Thank you, Phil, very much. Great to catch up. I love you. Thank you. What? Um, our... Telephone. Did he just say he loved
0: me, Dave? Did I just hear hear Philip say he loved me? Did he think he was talking to his wife for a minute? I could swear I just heard him say, I love you. Did he not just say that? I
7: love you. Thank you.
3: I love you. Thank you. So apparently he says that uh, he started, as the host started to say, thanks for joining us. And rather than going with the usual, thanks for having me, I accidentally said what I was texting. Out loud on air, I replied, love you too. He was texting his mom. While he was on the air, and so he's like getting ready to text. Love you too, mom. And then he just said, I love you. And then he, he put out the statement on Twitter. He said, I'm a very serious journalist. <laughs> I, 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 I understand how that can happen. I said, I love you to a pizza guy once what? after I placed an order and I just, it was the same situation. I just had a phone call with my mom. And then I was like, yeah, I want to buy some pizza. So I order the pizza and he goes, "Okay, we'll be there in about 30 35 minutes. Okay, love you. Bye." <laughs>
4: <laughs> and
3: the best part is the dude operating the phone said, "Love you too."
4: And <laughs> I like the way this guy wasn't quite sure. Yeah. <laughs> did, did he just say, "Love me?" <laughs> Cuz there's there's that little pause as he's processing what he just <laughs> heard, what? right? Did he just say that? Yeah, what was that what? My goodness,
2: I didn't know if he all of a sudden just got like nervous or something i had no idea but that's hilarious <laughs> love you bye what <laughs> or maybe he, he felt that way about it and he finally got the courage after years <laughs> great it to have you pride on the phone one. today uh, yeah. well did he just tell me he loved me <laughs> all right more on this thought that trump should drop out, uh, trump should drop out of the race which he's not going to do but i want to hear more on this straight ahead i love you Oh, yeah. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins, thank you so much for being here. All right, we'll get into uh, the suggestion Trump should drop out of the race, even though we know he's not going to do that. See if it even makes sense. We'll get to that here in the next 10 minutes. You've got to get to this other story you have. David, this is really interesting polling.
3: Yeah, I think it is. The polling outfit Gallup has a new survey out, and they found that the number of people identifying as socially conservative is the highest Is the highest it's been in more than a decade. For years, this was a much more conservative country. It started to flip around 2012. And then mm-hmm. in 2021, more Americans started identifying as socially liberal. That has changed over the last couple of years. Since 2021, there have been double-digit increases in conservative social ideology among middle-aged adults, those between the ages of 30 and 64. And the fascinating part to me... Is younger people eighteen to thirty four, a whopping sixty five percent of that group see themselves as moderate to conservative on social issues. Liberal. That's a great sign.
2: Liberal. People are and, waking up.
3: Yeah, liberal and very liberal was just thirty four percent. Um, and I do think some of it is because of the whole trans push that's happened over the last couple of years. It's like whoa, they're whoa. just
4: all unhappy. Yeah, it's hard to be around those people.
2: Well, it's easy to see—you've got these, you know, older white liberal women, totally unhappy out there fighting for all this trans nonsense. People see through it.
4: They're like, I just want my—I want to be—I want to have a happy life. You people. Yeah, and honestly, it—it it just doesn't make sense. No. From
2: science, biology, reality—for crying out loud. I don't even like Chardonnay. <laughs> <laughs> Talking about the mafia. The Chardonnay mafia, yes. Yes. Um, you know, so much heaviness in the news. And I'm certainly going to talk about the Trump indictment coming up. But as we've said many times, a lot of times you got to have a laugh going through this as day goes on. And I'm sorry to pick on a particular person to get a laugh. Here we go. But I know something that's going to cheer you up, Scott. What's that? David had this story just a few minutes ago about this reporter that accidentally said I love you to a radio host. Yes. He didn't mean to. Thank you, Phil, very
0: much. Great to catch up. I love you. Thank you.
2: What? Um, Our (laughs) telephone. Did he just say he loved me, Dave? (laughs) (laughs) And there was a piece of audio. This is years ago. Oh, no. Of this girl that went through a breakup and called her boyfriend, but he got oh, she got the voicemail.
4: Gosh, I love this.
2: How did this come up off air yesterday? I hadn't heard it in a long time.
4: Because you used to crack me up when you did the impersonation. Oh, yeah. And okay. it was so funny. And I okay. brought it up the other day because we had some other conversation going on. I'm like, I just reminds, I would, reminds me I, of you doing it.
2: I would love someone to catch up with this girl now years later. To know she's all right. It's okay. Yeah. It was just this one moment she was missing her boyfriend and left this voicemail. I
0: love you, and I miss you. Oh.
2: <laughs> Teenage love, man. That's sad.
0: I really? To call me back. (laughs) See, you cannot
2: hear that without laughing. So, when you get this, can you call me back? (laughs) (laughs) This is the Marley Van Camp and Robin show. Okay, David. (laughs) Biggest story of the day is.
3: Trump's being indicted.
7: <laughs>
3: <laughs> yes, he is again. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, he will be placed under arrest on uh, on Tuesday. <laughs> and that's the yes. that's the word right now. Okay. So, yeah, that's that's pretty much the biggest story of the day. Watching the fallout happen, and uh, remarkably, uh, two of his lawyers quit. Something happened between the time they were on Good Morning America today. And the start of our show.
2: And still trying to figure out exactly what in the world happened there. (laughs) 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 (laughs)
0: All
2: right. The Markley, Vane Camp and Robbins Show. I'm Jamie Markley, the Gen Xer. David Vane Camp, the millennial, the sexy boomer. That's Scott Robbins. Trump gets indicted. You had a great question, David. Off air.
3: Well, it's it's kind of remarkable. And I know that maybe Trump undercut the attorney general at this point. But, you know, I'm just wondering, why do we find out from Trump himself that he's under indictment? Where the hell is Merrick Garland? Why is he not out? Uh, uh, Busy. Why was he not out last night? Why was because this is a big freaking deal. You've got the Department of Justice overseen by Joe Biden going after Joe Biden's top political rival in the 2024 election and Merrick Garland, the Attorney General, isn't out there at like 9 o'clock sharp this morning going Uh, uh, explaining this?
2: uh, White supremacy is our biggest Uh threat and I'm investigating. Nobody's interested Uh in talking about it? That is odd. That is very odd. You bring that up. That should be obvious to all of us, but I hadn't even thought of it. But, yeah, that's a great point. I think he did come out and make a statement.
6: Uh, We have
2: uh, 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 put... uh, um, uh... And that's it. Yeah. (laughs) Right. That's what he always sounds like, isn't it? I I garnered a lot from that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, That would just be nonsense. And he also put in, uh, uh, nobody's above the law. Oh, (laughs) that's that's his
4: favorite. Of course. Yes.
2: Okay. So... There are some people that are saying, Trump is really hosed on this, mm-hmm. and the best thing he could do would be to drop out of the race and get behind somebody else. Yeah, He's not going to do that. No no and there are plenty he's not of people that. that would say, hey, he's the, he's the only one that can clean this thing up.
3: Yeah, but I, I think, the, and I, I'm not totally sold on this idea, but I think it's an interesting proposal that has been brought up. It, it's basically saying, look, okay... We all know what this is. We all know that these legal problems are being ginned up in order to kneecap him for a general election. Yes. Here's the problem. If you want to be on team reality, here's the problem. If you okay. if you love Donald Trump, mm-hmm. it's working. What the left is doing is working. And it very well could work and carry over into next year. I mean, this indictment and and any sort of trial is potentially years away. And I just remember, and I, I know this, and I know we're all familiar, all three of us are familiar with this, but I covered it as a news reporter, the, uh, the, the, the trials of uh, one former representative, Aaron Schock, where there are all of these accusations. Here's the Cliff's Notes version, accusations of mismanaging uh, mm-hmm. campaign funds. The guy gets indicted uh, eventually, but it's years later that the feds wind up dropping the case. So even if they don't secure a a conviction before the election or after, the brand is tainted. It it just is because most people aren't going to take the time to look at all of this. And it's a very hard thing to convince people of that, well, this is obviously this is the deep state going after Donald Trump. Now, all of us know that's true. But to your average person who doesn't pay attention to conservative media, maybe catches five minutes on the Today Show uh, every once in a while – That's a hard sell for them. So the theory was that, look, Don, your best chance, legally speaking, is to hope for a pardon. Democrats are not going to give that to you. They're not. So get behind somebody that can win, and then they'll pardon you. And then they'll
4: pardon you, yes. Wow. Yeah, that's not going to happen. I think the Democrats want him to be the nominee, and they want him to be the nominee because they know they can damage him. Greatly, during the campaign, with this indictment and perhaps conviction. Yeah. That's, I think Biden just handed him the nomination. Well, we've I mean the heard, fundraising certainly. numbers are going to go way up now. Oh yes. sure, you know that.
2: Yeah, it's already on Trump's website. Okay, you mind going to the Wayback Machine? Sure. Uh, this is no more than I think a minute. But I think it's worthy of review because usually we we play the very short version of this. This is a little bit longer. This was when Trump was president-elect, okay, after he won the election, before he took office. And Chuck Schumer is on Rachel Maddow's show. And Rachel Maddow gets some news just in the moment. Chuck Schumer is not aware of it. And as she will say, I don't want to blindside you. But listen to how this goes down now in retrospect. Okay, we'll get to the Biden in a minute. The Maddow.
5: Let me ask you, I don't know if you have seen this. I don't want to blindside you with this. This is is, um, the latest statement, latest tweet, as you were just saying, the president-elect's latest, latest yeah. unsolicited pronouncement on the intelligence community. This was his tweet just a little while ago tonight. You see the scare quotes there. The yeah. intelligence briefing yeah. on so-called Russian hacking was delayed until Friday. Perhaps more time needed to build a case.
2: Okay. Goes on.
6: Look.
5: But he's, he's taking these Shots. This antagonism yep. is taunting to the intelligence Let me tell community. You,
6: you take on the intelligence community; they have six ways from Sunday at getting back at you. So, even for a practical, supposedly hard-nosed businessman, he's being really dumb to do this.
5: What do you think the intelligence community would do if they were motivated? I don't know,
6: but I, from what I am told, they are very upset with how he has treated them and talked about them. And we need the intelligence community. We don't know what's oh. going. Look at the Russian hacking. Without the intelligence community, we wouldn't have uh, discovered it. Do you think
5: he has an agenda to try to dismantle parts of the intelligence community? I mean, this form of
6: taunting hostility. Whether you're a super liberal Democrat or a very conservative Republican, you should be against dismantling the intelligence community. Community. Very interesting now, isn't it?
4: Yeah. My blood ran cold when I heard him say that, too. Right now? They have six waves of Sunday getting back at you. Mm -hmm. It's like, holy cow.
3: I remember when that happened and playing it on the air on yes. that oh, yeah. show and just going, "What do you mean by that, Chuck?" That's a threat. And That's I
2: took it at the time. Like yeah. you don't know what you're messing with. It's almost like, listen, we're old New York buddies, but you're getting into something now, Donald. You have no idea. Mm-hmm. It's what it sounded like. Yep. And
3: the thing and we're is, still seeing it. And again, it's it's really hard because I think we can all see this. We all know what this is. We all know that this is a part of a revenge plot against Donald Trump.
2: But, man, it's probably going to work. And that sucks. It very well could. But, and it's not, not only revenge, it's protecting themselves. Yeah. Because it runs deep, man. We're seeing that. We're seeing that with Biden right now. How they're protecting him and protecting themselves. What they knew when they knew it about Hunter Biden. They knew that laptop was real in 2019.
4: It's crazy, dude. So, yeah. I can't believe we're still talking about this laptop without zero charges being filed. They control everything.
2: Nothing. I know. That's why so many people in the country feel so frustrated. No doubt about it. But moving on to Joe Biden. It's not just that, you know, the FBI is not doing their job with that whole investigation. You have... Joe Biden now going full speed ahead with the trans ideology. Oh, yeah. And he is defending
3: the idea of giving kids sex changes, which, again, five minutes ago was crazy talk, right? <laughs> like, no, yes. No way. No, we're not doing sex change. I, I don't know if you saw this. The NHS, National Health Service in, uh, in the U.K., just banned puberty blockers outside of clinical trial settings. Good. Good. And you know why they 're doing this it's the lawsuits yeah they've gotten their asses handed to them uh over and over again by people who have grown up and regretted it, and there are a lot of brave people out there who have been speaking out about their experience and I really i we are we are going to be heavily indebted to these people who are willing to take the arrows and tell the truth of what oh, happened because to their
2: them. lives are getting trashed from the left, yes, trashed, yeah. Uh, But, yeah,
3: Joe Biden was asked yesterday about multiple states here in the United States moving to ban sex changes for kids, and, well, here's what he said. Okay.
7: It's wrong that extreme officials are pushing hateful bills targeting transgender children, terrifying families, and criminalizing doctors. These are our kids. These are our neighbors. It's cruel. and It's callous. Not somebody else's kids. They're all our kids
4: whoa 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 see they do this (laughs) i know yeah and you have
2: so many people in the united states totally confused it's it is unlike anything that we've seen before no doubt about that um you know what i saw this the other day i just want to bring this up real quick and this is what 20 second clip maybe not even that harris faulkner is was on Fox the other night. I happen to see this clip later. Okay. And she spoke some truth that really you don't hear all that often. And it's, I'll say this. It's truth to me because I've brought it up before. That I truly believe what we're seeing in front of us is a spiritual battle. That's what it comes down mm-hmm. to. And I know some people get freaked out. Oh, you're God. Talk. No, it's a spiritual battle. I believe it 100%. She actually said this on the air the other night
5: virtual fight for the soul of america and if you think that's not true take a look around at what's going on the devil has gotten into some people would that
2: take eight seconds yeah mm-hmm. yeah you listen to what biden said there i mean it's mush mouth as always but knowing what he knows as far as what the science says and what the outcomes would be if you leave these kids alone and you're all for that for the money and for the people that are lobbying you that's absolutely well, disgusting your kids are our kids unreal mhm on a lighter note speaking of kids if you were listening the other day when we did this maybe you missed it No big deal there was a piece in the Wall Street Journal about this guy that's a gen xer saying man Wish kids now could enjoy summers the way we used to. Yeah. And it was just, you know, something, I suppose, being a Gen Xer, I can say this, that, you know, as you get older, you you glory day it. Mm-hmm. You're like, kids today, these <laughs> are pampered and everything's scheduled and it wasn't as fun, that sort of thing. And I, I think there's something to that. On top of that, I happen to see this piece, and this came from the Today Show, uh, five summer activities that can be dangerous for kids. And uh, listen. I know that there have been terrible things that have happened in these, but this is where a lot of us kind of roll our eyes, saying, you know, one of the things is riding a bike without a helmet. Yeah. I know, but it really?
4: I know. that. Yeah, I know that, but.
2: You know, and it says, you know, according to the CDC, and that's where you've now lost me. Okay, so we care what the CDC has to say about anything anymore? I know it's bicycle-related injuries because you got kids that become teens, and they say, well, I don't want to wear the helmet anymore. It's not Mm -hmm. cool. And they're telling moms you should make them wear the helmet. Yeah.
4: Yeah. Please.
2: (laughs) That sort of thing. You know, and I understand playing with fireworks. You just don't want to give fireworks to kids. Mm -hmm. Things can happen. There are fingers blown off every year. I understand that. But, man, I'm glad we had the chance to play with fireworks when I was a kid because it was
3: fun. One of my friends growing up, yeah. I don't know what he was thinking, but he he lit a uh, Roman candle in his bedroom. Oh, gosh, that's turned terrible for some people. (laughs) It was like
2: multiple deaths with some Yeah,
3: and I guess he was going to try to shoot it out the window of his bedroom on a second story, but it fell. And so then he (laughs) grabs his blanket and tried to smother it with his hands. Yeah, he had horrible burns on his hands. Oh, I bet. And
2: Maybe there was a giant call it a Roman hole. Roman candle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's now offensive. Right. The other one real quick, and I wanted to bring this up to Robbins. You know what's very dangerous for kids? What is that? Spending time in the sun without protection. Okay. <laughs> and I understand you don't want to get skin I, n- g- <laughs> I know that. I know Did that. Did you have sun protection on no! just in one day? Okay.
4: No. I had a hat on my head. <laughs> that was it. <laughs> gosh dang all right
2: yes all right we got to get to a news update why did you just wince david
3: why did you wince what's up trump the indictment has been unsealed trump's in a lot of trouble
2: Uh oh we got an update next wow okay all right the markley van camp and Robbins show jamie markley david van camp scott robbins News update, David Van Camp. All right, so the indictment against Donald
3: Trump from the feds related to his retention of classified documents uh, from when he was president has been unsealed now. Okay. Uh, they say, you know, nothing all that surprising initially. Okay, he had classified documents, he wasn't supposed to have them, he showed them on a couple of occasions to people who didn't have any security clearance, and uh, that's what that's what they are alleging right here. Now, the entire criminal case relies on the idea of intent. And okay. part of that is proving that he knew the stakes involved in the protection of classified documents to show that he went against that. And again, this is corrupt as hell. We all know it. Yeah. This is uh this is a, a different ball game now because you know what they did. What They went back to statements he made on the campaign trail in 2016 about Hillary Clinton to demonstrate that Donald Trump knew the stakes involved. For example,
0: Uh.
3: I'm going to enforce all laws concerning the protection of classified information. No one will be above the law. Quote, we can't have someone in the Oval Office who doesn't understand the meaning of the word confidential or classified. End quote. Uh, enforce all classification rules and enforce all laws relating to the handling of classified information okay which would speak to again this is the case that they're laying out that he would have known that he wasn't supposed to do this that's the argument that they're making
2: okay I'm in trouble well hold on a second (laughs) but isn't there also the argument he could say hey you can unclassify it anytime you want but then, they also have uh, that audio
3: recording of him saying, I could have declassified it, but I didn't.
0: Hmm.
2: Hey, oh, I'm in trouble. Yeah. <laughs> but stop with the I'm in trouble Stop. They're, they're,
3: they're throwing everything they can at this guy. And again, this is corrupt as hell, but they're playing the game at a high level. Okay. I just
4: saw a crawl that said they found documents in his shower.
3: Yeah, they moved documents to the shower because there wasn't space elsewhere in a different closet that they're putting it in.
2: Well, he is on record as saying he's a germaphobe. They're so. <laughs> clean anyway, right? <laughs> in times of tension, I will go to humor. That's just—it's a default. I know. You got to. Yeah. Oh, you know what we got to do now? We got to set you up for the Friday Five. No matter what's going on, we got to do the Friday Five. Yeah. Okay, that's where we take a little break from news to do a countdown. And, David, you had the idea yesterday. Heat wave across a lot of the United States. Yeah, so songs with hot or heat in the title. You oh, know, wow. We've done that before. I, I think this list is different. There are some songs on this list that, upon further investigation, test of time scores were different than what we had thought. This is pretty interesting. Yeah. Now, if you want to get in early. The number is 210-619-2053. It's our Friday Five countdown. Heat or hot songs? Next, right here.
0: Are you ready?
2: Jamie
1: Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins.
0: We just become best friends. Yep.
1: Making sense of it all.
0: Oh, I
1: get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show.
2: The Markley, Van Camp, and Robin Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins, thank you so much for being here. A lot of stuff going on, but it is Friday. That means a countdown that always starts just like this. Five,
0: five, it, three, seven, one, 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 one.
1: The countdown is on. You know what this means? It's our favorite time of the week. Everybody! Friday Five. It will test your head and your mind and your brain on the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins
2: show. All right, a lot of news going on. Trump indicted. More on that a little bit later. Friday, we always do this. on Friday Five. Taking a break from news. Having fun with the countdown. David, you mentioned yesterday heat wave in a lot of the United States.
4: Mm-hmm. A little well, bit warm this weekend. Global warming, man. Come on, stop <laughs> it.
2: Stop it. Songs with hotter heat in the title for the Friday Five today. As always, we take a song and we ask, well, how big a hit was it? Or how iconic is it? You rate it. What's the test of time on this? You rate it. How much do I personally like it? You rate it. Mm -hmm. Put it all together and we have our five. It's a solid
4: five. Kind of all over the place, too. What does that mean? I mean, all kinds of different genres being represented here. Yeah.
2: If anyone's disappointed of the three of us with the outcome of the list, I would guess it's you, Scott. A couple of your picks didn't make it.
4: No, it didn't, but that's okay.
2: I like to think of this one as good overcoming evil myself. But anyway, without <laughs> well, That's anymore, a little dramatic, isn't uh, it? Maybe a little. Take he the wins maybe. where you can get it, you know? <laughs> Absolutely. Who's up first today, David? Uh, let's talk to Debbie. Hey, Debbie.
0: Hi, boys! It's been a long time. I sure miss talking with you.
2: Miss hearing from you, Debbie. Good to hear from you today.
0: Thank you. Um, My guest today is uh, Hot Stuff by Donna Summer.
2: Oh, yeah. Robin, did you play that Top 40?
4: I sure did. 79? Mm, 78, I think. Could be 79, though. Not 100% sure. I can tell you what we did, though. What'd you do? She had two songs at that time in the top ten. Bad Girls and Hot Stuff. Wow. So what we did was we had a disco DJ mix them together, and we played them both together. Are you serious? Like shorter versions of, of the Yeah. Wow, man. Yeah, that's how big that was. Yeah. Yeah.
2: I guess test of time gets hurt a little yeah, on Yeah, I, I don't hear. I
4: hear Well, the oldie Station plays it occasionally. Okay.
2: Yeah. All right. Who's next, David? Uh right, let's talk to Julie. Hey, Julie.
0: Hey, how are you guys?
2: Great, Julie. Thank you for checking in.
0: Absolutely. I'm going to go with uh, Hot for Teacher,
5: Van Halen.
2: Oh, yeah. Julie, not only are you going to have a great weekend, you are absolutely super cool. Number one. You know what to say about ladies that like Van Halen?
4: I think it goes without saying. It's pretty freaking cool. Yeah.
0: Teacher.
4: Did everybody have Hoppy T-shirt number one? Uh, no, Scott did not. I did not, but it was in my five. Okay. Rock too hard to be number one, Scott? No, nah, I was just looking at the hit quotient. I think you had it at number four. Yeah. It, was, it okay. wasn't a top 40 record. That's...
2: Is it iconic? What do you give for that score? Yeah, iconic, yes. Out of ten, what would
4: you give that? Eight, probably. Okay. What do mm-hmm. you give it for a test of time? an eight probably okay i was just looking for the hit the hit quotient That's i got gotcha, you i man. put it in my five but not quite gotcha. high enough to get any further yes
2: <laughs> now you're not exactly a van halen connoisseur david you like yeah. some is that in your top van halen songs of all time it is
3: yeah and i know that that probably makes me uh, uh what how, how would you put it jamie i'm a i'm a van halen listener but not a van halen fan
2: i mean yes i would probably <laughs> say that but I think every Van Halen fan loves Hot For Teacher, yeah, too. That's yeah. A, uh,
3: yeah, if it makes me a poser, that's fine. But I think that probably is like my number one favorite Van Halen song.
2: Yeah, if you're saying, oh, why can't this be loves in my top three, then you know. Not a real fan.
4: <laughs> I like that song, though. I know you do. All All right. I do like that song. On with the countdown. I met you at a Van Halen concert <laughs> 73 years ago. Uh, I understand,
2: but yeah. no Van Halen fan would say, why can't this be loves in my top three. I didn't say my top three. Okay. We got to, there's so many talks. We gotta get moving. All right, let's we talk to Van uh, Halen. <laughs> let's talk to Anthony. Hey Anthony.
0: Hey, happy. I couldn't get it out because I got a Biden tick. Happy heavy happy ass. you know that thing. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm gonna go with the late great Glenn Fry. The heat is on.
2: There you go, man. The heat is on.
4: that at top for you oh
0: yeah
4: big hit was that number one i think so who's you yeah. miami vice
0: oh.
4: wasn't that beverly hills cop maybe it was you was it you belong to the city miami vice yes okay yes. My, my mistake yeah beverly hills cop and yes. smugglers Blues, also miami yeah. vice yeah smugglers Am I taking Blues is the place is still of Casey cool for you right now got a little bit yeah That's what i thought
6: i'm jamie Kason. <laughs>
7: Now, on with the countdown. (laughs) (laughs) All right, who's next? Uh, Let's talk to
3: uh, Brian. Hey, Brian.
5: Hey, aloha, Friday, gentlemen.
0: Aloha, Brian. Well, Julie beat me to number one this week. I had Louie Louie last week. Surprisingly enough, that (laughs) wasn't taken. But not since the protesters screaming, no, Donald Trump's being sworn in inauguration or when Paul POTUS took another fall of the airport's graduation. Has the blood risen any higher? I'm going to go with foreigner hot-blooded.
2: Yeah. Nice. Number two. Yeah,
0: i Check it and see. Feel the fever burning inside of me.
2: That's a test of time. Oh, boy, oh, yeah. massive
4: head. That's a solid I'm hot
0: blooded, I'm hot
4: One of the great rock voices, underrated rock voices. Two Grammys. Awesome. Amazing. Man.
2: I'm not trying to date you. Were you in radio when this came out? Oh, yeah. Okay.
4: Hot-blooded, double vision. Yeah.
2: Yeah, that was all over. I yeah. place. I remember my
4: sister and her little Ford Pinto, baby blue, cranking that one from the A-Track from the Double Vision album. Phil's Jamie in the booster seat, keeping time. <laughs> <laughs> was it in the booster seat? It's
2: like, I don't know, 12, something like that. All right, who's next? Uh, let's talk to Kevin. Hey, Kevin.
4: Hey.
0: Glad to be talking in finally. I've got Hot Child in the City by Billy Idol.
2: Kevin, good call, man. Did you say
4: Hot Child in the City? He uh, said Billy Idol. I think he mixed up. Yeah, Yeah. you you can go double shot if
2: you want. That was that was a hit. Oh yeah, does the test of time on that one suffer a little? I think so. I don't hear much. All right, and then there was Nick Gilder. Robbins does his chair dance when this comes on. That's a fun song. I do. I, I love that guitar. It's just great. That's, yeah. that's just, it sounds good. Yeah, it's fun. But no doubt about that. All right, both good honorable mentions. Again, it's songs with hot or heat in the title for the Friday Five. And who's next, David? All right, let's talk to Chris. Hey, Chris. Hey, David. Hey,
0: Scott. Hey, Jamie. Uh, happy Friday, guys. Uh, hey, you know, President Trump can always use this as a defense if he needs to in his court hearings, maybe even get some the guy the band could get some royalties off of it. It's Asia, heat of the moment.
2: There you go. Nice play. Number three. Okay. As I remember, if we've done this list before, has this ever made the top five? No. Okay. And I think for good. uh, A special rock authority in here yesterday. Yeah, and we were asking test of time scores on some things, and this was higher than I would have
4: thought. Yeah, I listened to his station. And this was so, yeah. this was a big
2: song. Yeah, no doubt about this. Like a ten. It wasn't that a number one hit? It's top five for it was sure. Big, yeah. It's all over the place. And then with the test of time, I do like that song. Maybe not love it, but like it. Mm-hmm. So it's good to hear it in there. Not a fan, David. No, I never want to hear that song
4: okay the super group asia
2: man they were a big deal yeah that first album was massive and then the second one uh, so much and then it was over quickly
4: Mm
2: -hmm. but yeah for a while it was hot and just to remind you that was five years before david was born
4: gosh dang
2: (laughs) is it every time we bring something that like that up man hey
4: old man river i I know know. (laughs) i know
2: i know all right david who's next (laughs)
3: let's talk to scott hey scott
2: Scott, good to hear from you, man. How are you doing? You surviving?
0: Oh, just 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 hiding out from President Magoo.
2: You better hide out, they're looking for you, man. Yeah, man.
0: I know they are. Well, I heard earlier in the week that you had a game listing things that people think they're good at, but they really are not. Yes. Well, in that vein, I've compiled the top eight activities that Robbins is not good at performing, even though he believes he is.
2: Oh, oh
0: no. Okay, here we go. Oh, oh no. this could get Brace bad.
2: Yourselves. Uh-oh. Wow.
0: All right, what do you got? They is, they number eight, being Martha Stewart's pool boy. <laughs>
2: <laughs> that was mentioned this week, yes. Yeah, that's true.
0: Yeah. Number seven is deciphering by knees. But then again, who else can?
2: Yeah, I know. <laughs> right, right. I mean, that's, yeah. Yeah, he usually defers to David on that one. David, yeah. Agreed,
4: yeah. Yeah. Number six, taking a bath. (laughs) Oh, I did say I haven't taken a bath in years. That's true. But that's out of context, by the way. (laughs) That was earlier this week. He did mention that. Yes, I did. He says he showers. He just hasn't bathed in in years. Well, I bathed, but not in the bathtub.
2: Right, yes. Okay, and then number five? Well, that leads write
0: number five, which is McGarkin.
2: McGurkin? Yes. We'll have to explain McGurkin later for those that don't know. Yeah, it's a whole word unto itself, yes. Yes, it is. And then
0: four. The only thing that he's not as good at, that he thinks is, is swimming with
4: dolphins. (laughs) He has done that before. (laughs) Fans of the show know (laughs) it. I passed the audition. Bucket list, yes. (laughs) And then three. Number three. Is paying off his betting losses to Jamie and David. Yeah, I do have a problem with that. Yeah. He no, is I'm, a little
2: uh, um, delinquent.
4: Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes.
2: Two?
0: Number two is training cats. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: yeah, I you know this show. David has said that Scott lacks the discipline to train his cats, cats the way he well, he's should. He's not
4: the only one that says that, by
2: the way. Okay. All right. And what is number one?
0: Well, one thing that he's not as good at as he thinks he is is speaking the word
4: heroic. 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 Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. I'm, no,
2: to understand I'm, the context of that, can you say heroic, Scott? No. Can you try for one one time?
4: Gosh dang it! Let me think. Okay. Wick. <laughs> there you go. It's here. not John Wick's brother. <laughs> <laughs> I got through it that time. All right. Kind and what's, what's your pick, Scott?
0: Well, everyone's picked my number one, which is hot blooded. But last week, when President Magoo was able to speak two full sentences in a row, he was heard saying, The kid is hot
2: tonight by Lover Boy. Lover, Lover boy. boy. Man, if it's one thing Scott loves, it's. No, it's not Lover Boy. No, not. I actually like Lover Boy more than Scott. Pills. For whatever reason, I'm just going to tell on you right now, Scott. I don't
4: like him. He refers to this band as Loverstead. This just... There was a time when <laughs> it's like, okay, leather pants, red leather pants.
2: They had a couple good songs. I know.
4: All right, his songs with hot
2: or heat in the title for the Friday Five. We're still looking for number four and a great number five. And the number is 210-619-2053 to get in the Friday Five. Heat or hot songs? Wrapping it up next, right here. Van Camp and run show. Jamie Martin, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. News update in just about 10 minutes. More on the Trump and Titan. For that, gotta wrap up the Friday five. Songs with hot or heat in the title. Here's your number one. Hot teacher Van Halen. Hot blooded corner number two. Heat of the moment from Asia at three. Also great honorable mentions from Donna Summer, Glenn Fry, Lover Boy. And more. And back to it, David. Uh, Let's get this started again with John. Hey, John.
0: Hey, gentlemen. Happy National Donald Duck Day. Or (laughs) as it's pronounced since last night, Happy National Donald Duck Day. (laughs) How's Connecticut, John? uh, You weren't legalizing magic mushrooms, so what could be bad?
2: Yeah, right. There There you you go. go.
0: Nothing could possibly go wrong. Uh, <laughs> so in honor of our fearless leader, Twinkle Toes Biden, who has hot fingers and shot legs, I'm nominating Rod the Mod
2: Stewart <laughs> and hot legs. All right. Great call. Number five. legs, love
3: this song. I do, too. <laughs> the one, one thing about that classic, you know, hold on. Yeah man. The classic rocker uh Rod Stewart stuff, they could never figure out how to get out of songs. And I love it. I it's not really even a criticism, but like that song goes on for a minute and a half it longer does. than it needs to. It, repeating
4: yeah. the chorus over and over yeah, again. Yeah, every
3: picture tells, it a, tells story, a story goes on yes. and on and on and on. They just yeah. it was like, "Hey, we found a good groove. We're jamming in the <laughs> studio. We're just going to keep going." <laughs> yes. Yep, I know I'm loving you. All that <laughs> yeah.
2: stuff, man. Okay, who's next? Uh, let's talk to Mitch. Hey Mitch. Hey guys. Hey Mitch. I just, want, I just want to say I love you guys.
0: Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh. We love you too, How about, Mitch. Uh. <laughs> How about, oh man, power stations? I'm like, it's hot. When yeah. Oh, on, you
2: know? yeah, dude. I like that song.
0: like, some, hot, and some sweat when the heat is on.
2: You're not a big fan, are you, Scott? It's okay. I love Robert Palmer. I remember all of us thinking at the time, hey, those dudes from Duran Duran can actually play those instruments. That's pretty good. It's not bad. Production on that. Man. All right, who's next? Let's talk to Mark. Hey, Mark.
0: What's going on, fellas? Hey, Mark. Hey, Mark. We are calling you from Virginia.
8: Thanks, brother. How about
0: a little bit of... How about a little
8: bit of Sly and
1: the Family Still on Hot yes. Time in the Summertime? Yes. Yeah. Number four. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he does one of those.
2: I love that part. There are so many great songs and fun songs on this list, man. We just didn't have time for everything. It's like we got to do it longer. Oh, there you go. Nelly Scott, don't take off all your clothes. Oh, no, I won't. thank you. I didn't take a bath. Yeah, oh, yeah. There's so many, dude. Drop it like it's hot. Drop it like it's hot. He's trying to get
6: at you. Park it like it's hot. <laughs> 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 like it like
2: this Park is it the Park like McBain Camp and Robin <laughs> show. All right. Biggest story of the day, I
3: think I know, David. Yeah, well, it's the indictment of Donald Trump. The indictment has been unsealed, and we are furiously digging through some of the details here to figure out exactly what he is accused of doing and why they are taking this unprecedented step of indicting a former president and current uh,
2: presidential candidate. Yes. And then what's the difference between this and the Biden classified documents? You know, Mm -hmm. a whole lot of questions out there. And there are a few updates um, that we got to get to.
6: (laughs) The Who did he save? You know, yeah. yeah, I know. A
1: great
2: album, a hot, one. Yeah, a quick no one. Yeah, a quick one can be a hot one. <laughs> Scott Robbins, try back the news update next. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins show. Thank you for being here. I'm Jamie Markley, the Gen Xer. David Van Camp, the Millennial, and the sexy Boomer, Scott Robbins. News update, David Van Camp.
3: Hello. We're going through this indictment. Sorry, I, I've got like six different screens open right now, trying to. It's like the Matrix right now. I'm just like plugging in, trying to figure out what's going on here. I'm right there with you. I'm it reading three Charlie, different things. Charlie
4: Go Likely in the fourth race. Too. Yeah.
3: <laughs> so, this indictment has been unsealed against Donald Trump related to him taking classified documents to Mar-a-Lago with him after he left the Oval Office um and i think again we all know what this is it's a political hit job against donald trump uh the evidence here though does suggest that if they really want to prosecute it which they do trump's going to have a a hard time fighting back against this he is i i know some people are mad at me today for saying that but it's true and i'm sorry we got to tell it like it is Um, i don't want you to
2: protect my feelings (laughs) <laughs> right. you, just, uh, you know what I'm saying? Right. I don't want you to just tell me what I want to hear. I want to know what's really going on.
3: Right. So you got boxes that were stored in the white and gold ballroom in which events and gatherings took place. For a while, they were stacked on the ballroom stage. They got a picture of it, huh. by the way. Um, there was a back and forth exchange with a couple of Trump's aides where uh, Trump was wanting them to move some boxes out of the business center to make room for staff use as an office. One employee said, whoa, okay, so POTUS specifically asked Walt for those boxes to be in the business center because they are his papers. Uh, Later in the day, another employee had uh, this exchange with that first employee, saying we can definitely make it work if we move his papers into the lake room. There's still a little bit of room in the shower where his other stuff is, said the first employee. Is it only his papers he cares about? There's other stuff in there that are not papers. Could that go on to storage? Uh, or does he want everything in there on property? Yes. Anything that's not the beautiful mind paper boxes that can definitely go into storage. I don't know what the beautiful mind paper mind,
7: yeah.
3: <laughs> I guess maybe it's, you know, marked up heavily and all that stuff. Um, And so part of the argument that they're making in terms of intent is trying to establish that Trump would have known and actually made a point in the 2016 election to talk about uh, how sacred it is to to take care of classified documents. And so in, in this indictment, they have also... Uh, Used old campaign uh, quotes, campaign trail quotes from Donald Trump talking about Hillary Clinton, saying we will follow the law, including the phrase no one is above the law. Uh, So, you know, this is I I, I like Jonathan Turley a lot as a legal analyst.
2: Yeah. And I trust him as much as you can trust anybody on cable news.
3: Yeah. And when he's out there and he's defended Trump for a lot of this stuff, like the, the D.A. Alvin Bragg in Manhattan, obviously that's a politically motivated hit job. Uh, and there's not a lot of meat on the bone here. His point is not so much that this is all justified, but these are pretty easy cases to win in court for the prosecution. Relatively speaking, they bring these cases against different people all the time. The unprecedented part, of course, is it's, a, it's president that they're indicting at this point. So that is where, again, two things can be true at the same time. One... This is a politically motivated hit job. It is. Period. Two, yeah. uh, they might have the goods
2: to convict him. The more information that's coming out, I think you're absolutely right. And to your point, Alex Berenson, you know, who did a lot of reporting on COVID, mm-hmm. he put a piece out on his sub stack saying, and he's not been a fan of Trump. And there are a lot of people that love Trump, have <laughs> let him hear about it many times. And he said, um, you know, when people that support Trump complain that this is the weaponization of the justice system against him. Yeah, absolutely. And what Hunter Biden, Joe Biden has done where, you know, all of the evidence leads is far worse. No doubt about it. Mm-hmm. But as far as the question of is there enough here by letter of the law if they wanted to prosecute, mm-hmm. and it looks like you could say yeah. yeah. And I guess sometimes you can't help the analogies that come into your head. One for me would be a basketball one where you're not supposed to hand check. You get called for a file for hand checking. You're like, really? Well, according to the letter of the rule, you can't do it. Right. While someone goes up on a breakaway and a dunk and someone just absolutely – you know, hammers him to the ground and nothing gets called. And you're like, what the, what is that? That's what it feels like. Mm -hmm. So we'll see where all that goes, man. And then the timing of this with the campaign, how is this going to work? It's again,
3: they're bringing all these cases in order to kneecap the campaign. And as I've talked about, I'm not the only one, but we've talked about a lot on this show the whole idea seems to be pump him up for a primary because there are a lot of people who are sympathetic. The guy's going to raise a lot of money this weekend. Oh, yeah. Trump, mm-hmm. is. his his campaign is going to raise a ton of cash uh, more than likely. And his polling, he probably will get a polling bump, actually, uh, out of this because I know a lot of conservative voters, a lot of Republican voters are saying, look, we know what this is. Yes. And we don't like it. And we want to support Donald Trump. But then... You know, let's say he win. I mean, it looks like he probably will win the primary. Then you go into a general election. Does that translate to the general public? I I don't see it. I don't see how. That's where
2: I think you're in a lot of trouble. We brought yeah. this up before, and I know people don't like to hear it, but <laughs> you got to have suburban women vote for you. You got to have people that voted for you the first time. And I understand in the hypotheticals right now, you have Trump over Biden. But you haven't seen the full media machine going after those voters. And yeah, if you're in the Trump camp, you're solid in your convictions. But people that could float either way, we've seen what happens before. And they're not only going to be hammering on this, they're going to be hammering on the whole sexual assault case. Mm-hmm. That's you know appealed, but he was found, what, quote, guilty of part of it? Yeah, I was liable for it in a civil case, yeah. You know how media and the left will use that. Yeah. And that's that's the part, man. It's a crazy day. But didn't you just read a piece? I don't think you have this in your three, Scott. Someone said, Well, the nomination just went to Trump after this.
4: Yeah. I read a piece today, the one on that can't where I read it, but yeah, it was like, okay, they just handed him the nomination. Yeah, I think there's a lot of people that think and that And of course today. the thinking of buying that was again. Hand him the nomination, getting nominated, and then yeah. you drop the hammer on him. Yeah. Yeah. And really throw things into a sundry of confusion. Of course. All right. Are you ready for your big three? Yeah, let's rock. Okay. Let's see. Are you ready?
0: One, two, three. Oh.
2: It's the three most important news stories of
1: the
4: day. I hit the trifecta. Well, at least according to Scott Robbins. It's the trifecta on the Markley Van Camp and Robbins show. Right around this time every day.
2: This guy, Robins
4: Striped, always helps play his hero. I'm Casey Kinsler. Hey, buddy, how are you? Good. You gonna come around this weekend? I'm ready. No, see, never <laughs> to anything. Okay. Yeah.
3: Number three, he yes. always leaves his options open. Number know, three. Uh, so you got the Trump indictment going on, but of course the primary campaign is rolling on, and apparently he's gonna be workshopping a new nickname for the governor of Florida, Ron DeSantis.
4: Golly, I'm not making this up, by the way. Rolling Stone published an article suggesting that Donald Trump's campaign officials are trying to throw Governor Governor DeSantis off his game by insinuating that he is, well, less than well endowed. Now that seemed like a joke when I first heard it, right? And then I read the tweet from Donald Trump Jr. While Biden is weaponizing his corrupt DOJ to try to put President Trump in prison, the liars on Team Tiny D are following the dishonest Dem playbook. Because they, just like the rest of the deep state, are desperate to stop Trump. Indicating Tiny D is, in fact, Ron DeSantis. Going to work or not? Effective strategy or not? Who does that work with?
3: Uh,
4: Suburban women?
2: <laughs> I, I don't think I'll so. say this, though. I don't, th- I, don't, I don't see that. In
3: terms of, of nicknames, Tiny D is leaps and bounds better than Ron Sanctimonious.
4: I would believe that. That's not testing very well, so yeah. they're going Well, go doesn't with make any tiny, sense. They're going to go with tiny D. Yeah.
2: All of the attacks on DeSantis, I gotta tell you, man, just seem weak so far. Yeah. I mean, I'm here to help not to hurt, but you know We're
4: getting closer and closer to number one. Right, really right to... DeSantis is gonna react to that? No. Like, let me show you something. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I don't
2: think anybody's going to get into that again, especially after Rubio tried to get into that, Mm -hmm. you know, before it. That didn't work out very well. No, it didn't. Because what did he say? Oh, he started going after Trump's hands. That's right. Tiny
4: hands thing. Yeah.
2: Yes. That's what it was. Well, because he was talking, he called him Little Marco. And so then, yeah, he went after the hands. That's a little insinuation, too. Well, there was a history with Trump in his hands, because if someone reported he had small hands, remember he cut out articles or yeah. pictures of his hands and sent them to a reporter?
3: Yeah. yeah, for years he did that and then, like, circled the hands and said, not so small after all, huh? Because he called it, what did he call him, a, a, a tiny-handed or a tiny-fingered tyrant or something like that, some yeah. reporter in New York?
2: yes. That, yes, that's right. His
7: hands are the size of someone who's 5'2". Have you seen his hands?
2: Oh, yeah. See, they're that like this. That, that was surreal, too. The whole thing's
4: been surreal for years. We're in a simulation, aren't we? We are, yes. I'm just waiting for DeSantis to say that's not what Melania thinks. <laughs> oh, geez. Oh, my gosh. Well, if you wow. want to play these South you know, <laughs> playground games, let's go.
2: Uh, want another one?
4: Well, yeah, yeah. we're all,
2: we're only in to number two yes
3: in right. the sky robbins trifecta number two a man is the new miss san francisco
4: what? that's right that's right possibly the new miss california monroe lace will stalk the stage during next month next month's competition and uh, it looks like uh, he she could in fact win miss california yeah already is miss san francisco by the way 21 years old, ran away from home, packed everything in a single suitcase because I'd rather be loved and homeless than in a home that didn't love me, she said. She lives in a single occup- occupancy hotel for the past four years. But uh, she is the first tran- transgender woman to win in San Francisco, Miss San Francisco pageant. Now, one of the duties of Miss San Francisco is going to different elementary schools almost every day. Oh, goodness. Yeah. Yeah.
0: It's a man, baby!
7: I just,
3: yeah. I know it's your three, but uh, beauty pageants and trans and all that stuff just reminded me of that audio of the Brazilian deaf-mute trans woman singing in a contest, I Will Always Love You. you remember oh, that? yeah, yeah.
4: <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
2: Holy mackerel.
4: Man, well, yeah.
2: Golly. But you must say it's great singing.
4: Yes. Or you're a transphobe. Yes. How brave you are. It's yes. Or yes. you're a transphobe. Yes. Golly. So, Miss San Francisco is going to be going around to all the great schools in the San Francisco area. That's fantastic. There's
2: a third one. Thank goodness, Casey. Thank you. It's a Scott yeah. Robbins trifecta, top three of the day, and up to number one. I'm not going to get that out of my head now. <laughs>
4: <laughs> it does. It's, it sounds it's, like the dog competition. <laughs> it, it does. After they good. get done jumping through the hoops, they sing. I find it haunting and
3: moving. Um, <laughs> Catholics are fighting back against the Dodgers.
4: Yeah, they announced a $1 million ad campaign on every single Dodgers radio station and TV channel. To demand the Dodgers stop making a mockery of their faith. They're tired of it. This is what the ad
6: sounds like. Okay. The Dodgers were trailblazers. Playing Jackie wasn't popular. Hate and disrespect were popular, even in law. But the Dodgers were right. They helped power a movement and changed a the nation. Their leadership, class, and style of play were the envy of baseball. The Dodger Way. But today, Uh uh-oh, Dodgers are putting it all at risk. On June 16th, a prominent anti-Catholic hate group will be honored on the field. A group that mocks Catholic nuns with vile sexual perversions, pole dances on crosses, blessings with sex toys, even sexualizing the Virgin Mary and the words of Jesus Christ. A fringe group like this? Honored? Awarded? Celebrated? There is no equality in mocking women religious, no tolerance in hate, no pride in anti-Catholic bigotry. Mocking Christians is not the Dodger way.
2: Whoa. Yeah, man. By the way, as you're hearing that, the TV ad, mm-hmm. it's showing all the scenes. The imagery, yeah.
4: That, that takes it to another level, honestly. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. There, they also commented, would any sports team dream of honoring a group that used sexual deviancy, deviancy to mock Jews or Muslims? David it, brought that point up at the start of that. Yeah. He yeah. said, but apparently the Dodgers think they can get away with using sexual perversion to mock Catholics. Mm-hmm. We need your help in proving them wrong. And they mentioned that, you know, buying airtime in L.A. is pretty damn expensive. It cost some money. Yeah, but it's going to cost some the money. They got a million dollars, and they're looking for more donations. And with that, they're going to continue to run these ads. So, you know,
3: and you know who's going and to be there. Th- you have it. You know who they brought in to throw out the first pitch.
4: <laughs> okay. Was <laughs> incredible. Oh <my laughs> the applause, definitely.
2: Ah, news update at Nimrod's in the news straight ahead. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. David Marley, Dave Van Camp, Scott Robbins. News update, David Van Camp.
3: Well, Representative Jim Jordan has put out a statement on the uh, indictment of Donald Trump, alleging new information, including the idea that most of the rank-and-file investigators within the FBI did not want to execute a search warrant at Mar-a-Lago to begin with. Wow. But their information is that uh, Merrick Garland, the attorney general himself, was the one who
2: ordered the code red. Not surprised. It's going to be a lot about this next week. You know that. All right. Got to get to Nimrods. Roll it out. When the going gets tough.
4: Damn it. This is too
2: hard. The dumb get dumber. All oh, right. It's
1: Nimrods in the news on the Martley Van Camp and Robbins show.
4: I love the poorly educated. Uh-huh.
2: All right. Uh, Nimrods in the news. This, in some ways, goes beyond a Nimrod. 26-year-old guy in North Carolina, Rico Williams, arrested. After punching a one-year-old baby boy as the mother and the baby were crossing the street. Mother didn't know the guy. Jeez. There were witnesses around, including a DoorDash driver who chased the guy down and subdued him until police got there. Good. This guy was charged with assault on a child under 12. The baby is fine. Treated and released. Uh, don't know if this guy was a Michael Jackson impersonator <laughs> or what his story was, but <laughs> he's lucky to be brief And that's Nimrod's in the news.